Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. TGIF, thank God I'm forgiven. Yeah, amen. This is Jesse and Anita here. Uh, Tobias and Sarah? Prisca, Prisca and Aquila. No, Aquila, Aquila and Prisca. And Prisca. <laughs> That's why I had to, there was that pause. I was okay. That's right. That holy pause. <laughs> we are back. It's wonderful to be back with you all. And uh, we're here to uh, just get into the meat of it. Exactly. Speak yep. the truth and love. By the way, right. the, the month of May is dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. In May, it's spring in North America. The flowers are beginning to bloom. The earth is fresh. Yeah, that's beautiful. Symbolizing new life. And Mary's yes, yes her fiat to bear Jesus to the world gave us new life. She's a new Eve of the new creation. This month is also Mother's Day. We also celebrate Mother's yeah, Day. Yeah, on Sunday, this coming Sunday, the 8th. And by the way, Mother's Day was an, uh, is something that comes from Catholic tradition. Absolutely. So it's one of the great contributions of the Catholic word, uh, Church to Western civilization. Right. And honor your mother uh, if she's living, but also honor her if she's deceased by offering up a Mass Amen. for her. And That's just remember that absolutely they've gone to their eternal reward. And yeah. uh, we do offer Masses for them because um, they will... You know, if, they're, if they reach the beatific vision, vision, they'll offer a mass for us. They'll pray for us, yeah. actually. And those masses will go yep. to somebody else. Absolutely, if, if absolutely. They're, if they're in the presence of Right, God. right. Also, this is the first Friday, the Sacred Heart of Jesus, where we honor um, St. Mary Margaret Ella Coke, uh, where Jesus uh, appeared to her and gave her 12 promises. And we are on promise number five. It says, I will bestow abundant blessings upon all her their undertakings. So there wow, you go. Yeah, what a promise. So um, just but, honor the Sacred Heart of Jesus, go to Mass. And then on Saturday, the Immaculate Heart of Mary, you want to go to Sad the first Saturday also. So this is number five of the month of the year. And um, we just hope you honor your mother and pray the rosary. Absolutely. That's how you honor our Blessed Mother, by acknowledging her through. And St. Louis de Montfort says uh, the way to Jesus through Mary. Yep, that's the so, fastest way. By the way, yep. if, if you want to go to a retreat with Father Ripperger, a greatest exorcist in the world, there's a mother-daughter retreat June 26th to July 1st with Father Ripperger. There's also yes. another retreat from June 12th to June 17th with Kyle Clement, who's Father Ripperger's right-hand man for the last 15 years, the most literate, uh, informed layperson in spiritual warfare and exorcism on planet mm -hmm. earth his retreat's called reclamation theology retreat in other words taking us back to sacred tradition reclaiming tradition yes so let's we have to let's jump into there's an article we want to share with you it's yes. written by an occultist he's not a christian he may mm. be a satanist or a, mm -hmm. a witch or a wizard yes but he talks about blood in the occult world and the reason we're going to mm -hmm. talk about that is because blood also factors in to, to the catholic faith we're saved by the blood of Jesus, not by the blood of vampires, by nope. the blood of, blood or by, of Jesus, or the, by the blood of Hollywood Amen. actors. Uh, mm -hmm. And in nope. the next segment, we're going to talk about a Hollywood actress and uh, and the and fact so that stay tuned. Yeah, so stay tuned. <laughs> but let's get. We'll just want to tell yeah. you what the occult actually says. Yes, absolutely. About so, occult world. Yeah, the occult world. What does it say? Blood is in magic. That's what they say. A source of considerable power that is unleashed in a ritual of sacrifice. Usually the killing of an animal or a fowl, but sometimes a human. Blood shed in a ritual is believed to have magic powers to appease mm. deities and spirits. 
cause spirits to appear, ensure good harvests and good luck, and to provide a source of magical power to the magician. Blood sacrifices are part of the most grimoires, and that's a book of magic spells and invocations, derived from ancient Hebrew rituals calling for an animal sacrifices to please God. Wow. They, so they have a book. Exactly. Book of magic spells and invocations. And I consider uh, the Harry Potter series a book of spells and invocations. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> That's, is so what about yes. animal blood in, with the occult? Animal blood is used in folk charms and spells. They smear the blood on a victim or his clothing to curse the victim with a death mm. as agonizing as that of a hen. Wow. Alistair Crowley, who is the Satanist from Europe... Uh, he used to sacrifice animals in his magical rituals back in 1909. He's already went to his eternal reward. <laughs> yeah. While working mm. with his assistant, Victor Newberg, Aleister Crowley had a, form a formidable encounter with a demon named Charanzan, who we reject, rebuke, and renounce in Jesus' name. Mm. Go to the foot of the cross that he may do with you as he wills. So this demon that Aleister Crowley uh, uh, evoked, I won't mention his name again, in a ritual that involved slitting the throat of three pigeons and pouring their blood upon the sand. By the way, the word evocation in the world of the, in the world of the occult that means the summoning up of spirits. Evocation was the calling up of souls of the dead or necromancy. The purpose of evocation usually was to consult with the dead for uh, for mm. oracular purposes. Oh, wow. Evocators were considered sorcerers or witches. They had the power to summon the ghosts of the dead. Yeah, and what does he say about human blood? This occult writer. Yeah, the occult is what he says. Some sources of blood are considered to be more powerful than others. Human blood is identified with the soul and carries the greatest power. Ingesting human blood is believed to confer the powers and strengths of the victim upon the conqueror. Possessing a few drops of a person's blood gives a witch or a magician power over that person or enables the magician to harness that person's emotional state. By the principles of magic, a person may be bewitched or cursed. The Bible wow. says something powerful about yeah. blood. Right. Okay. The Bible calls the blood, the blood of Leviticus. First of all, let's look at Leviticus chapter 17, verse 14. It says, for the life of every creature is the blood of it. Therefore, I have said to the to the people of Israel, you shall not eat the blood of any creature. Whoever eats it shall be cut off. See, so these Whoa. occultists and the, and the Israelites, yeah, and that, they, have that. This, they have mm -hmm. the same theology that we have. Yeah. The reason we don't take the life of the blood of another person and ingest it in the Old Testament and these occultists is again because we believe that you're going to appropriate the life of the person whose blood you're ingesting. Right. That's precisely why we go to Holy Communion. Because there's only one person on planet Earth that we want to ingest yes. His blood. It's the Absolutely. Son of God. Because His blood saves us. Yep. And we'll talk about that in relation to Hollywood on the next segment. But what else do we know about human blood from this occultist writing? Yeah, he says, uh, human blood also is used to seal packs of oath and brotherhood. During the European witch hunts of the Inquisition, it was believed that witches signed blood pacts with the devil to pledge servitude and obedience to him. Well, nothing's changed because yeah. they, they teach the same thing right now. Right. The magical power of a witch could be neutralized or destroyed by burning her blood in fire, 
hence the common European European method of execution by burning at the stake. That actually comes from Acts chapter 19. St. Paul mm-hmm. said you burn all cursed objects. So, yep. I mean, uh, back in the Middle Ages, this and was taken. And they were burning them. Yeah, they were cursed <laughs> objects. What else do we know about human blood? Human blood was believed to strengthen the foundations of buildings, and sometimes sacrificial victims were walled up in temples, forts, and other structures. Whoa. Now, this occultist talks about menstrual blood, which mm-hmm. is linked to the phases of the moon. This occultist writer says it's particularly potent. By the way, I go into these occult websites and get these articles so you don't have to. Okay, mm-hmm. when, I, when I go into them, I put on the, my sacramentals, my, my, I pray exorcism prayers, I bless myself with holy water, because I read this at night. And, it's not, and again, so I make sure I'm all prayed up. I've got Gregorian chant in the background, so... Don't go to these occult websites if you're not if you're not armored up. Right, because, and that means living in a state of grace yeah, yeah. that you've gone to confession. You're not in mortal sin. Yeah, if you're not if you're in mortal sin, you, you have no business going to these occult websites. Absolutely not. Yeah. So again, Absolutely I'm armored not. up when I go. But this occultist he talks about menstrual blood, which is linked to the phases of the moon. He says it's particularly potent. It is drunk as a charm for wisdom, menstrual blood. He says. Fertility, regeneration, immortality, and healing. The blood of Isis, who uh, was an ancient Egyptian mother goddess, who we reject, rebuke, and renounce in Jesus' name, go to the foot of the cross, Mm -hmm. symbolized in an ambrosia drink. An ambrosia drink is a drink that they believe it confers upon you immortality. It conferred divinity on the pharaohs. And according to ancient Taoism, red ying juice, as menstrual blood, was called conferred long life or immortality so again this is also accepted by the orientals which are pagans as well right menstrual blood has a long history of being feared by men and prescriptions have been given against associating with touch or having sex with menstruating women for their blood has the power to harm you in fact in the old testament leviticus Mm -hmm. 18 19 Mm -hmm. another book written by moses he states the following quote you shall not come near a woman while she is impure by her uncleanness to uncover her nakedness, mm-hmm. close quote. And the Talmud, which is a Jewish commentary, instructs that the husband and wife are to be sexually separated during menstruation and for a week later to ensure cleanliness. I'm sure that's what wow. St. Paul refers to back in 1 Corinthians chapter 7 mm-hmm. as well. He's taking yeah. that Levitical passage. In folk magic, menstrual blood is believed to be a powerful ingredient in love potions and charms. A few drops of menstrual blood mixed in a man's meal supposedly will secure his undying love. Wow, that's By the gross. way, I remember watching, uh, I think it was an HBO <laughs> series, or a Sheriff's Department training day, yeah. where they, were, they, they gave us a talk on occult uh, mm-hmm. and, and biker gangs, I remember. Uh, drinking menstrual blood of a female is also a ritual used by American outlaw bikers mm-hmm. to ingest the menstrual blood of the biker mamas, they call them, that ride with them, uh, they get patches on their jackets on their jackets for performing this act. Yeah, this is really in- intriguing. I mean, this I mean, they have to be very, this is very, very uh, uh, to to collect it. I mean, seem creative to collect it. Oh, yeah, and and demented and yes, uh, yes, and, and immortal sin and yes. and forty four more times. Hey, the well, one we that we're honoring this month, Our Lady Guadalupe. Pray for us. Yeah, stay tuned for the next segment. We're we'll we'll talking about Megan Fox. Pray for us.
We are back, Jesus 911. Thank you, Mother Mary, for pray, bringing us in. Pray for us. Hey, by the way, <laughs> yes, it's, good absolutely. To, it's good to go on date night. We've been married almost 40 years. We went on Wednesday on, on a date night yes. to watch 2,000 mules. Yes, and it was fabulous. The yeah, truth the, came out. Yeah, the election was stolen. We absolutely. knew it already. I didn't it have was, to watch the movie to know this, but now but it's 100% it's detailed. Sure. Yeah. Yes, and uh, we didn't, we're not going to share it with you. No. We want you to watch it. Yeah. And God then bless Dinesh once you Souza. watch it, we can share it maybe. Yeah. God bless <laughs> yeah. Dinesh D'Souza. Yes, yes. Pray for him. Yeah, pray, pray for, for the for, truth. Can, we all got to be imagine. prayed for. All the podcasters and, you know, all these organizations are trying to bring out the truth individuals. Yeah. Amen. You know, because the truth is. Um, the truth will set us free. Absolutely. Hey, yeah. we want to talk about, let's move into Hollywood here. Uh, yes. And let's see what's going on in the yeah. land of enchantment yeah we're talking about megan fox who reveals she drinks machine gun callie's blood her that, fiance her boy, yeah her boyfriend her, so who's yeah. megan fox i don't know who she was so let me give a little bio yeah or maybe you could give her a bio and i'll give yeah. the okay machine gun Callie's bio. her name is her name is megan denise fox is an american actress and a model she has made multiple appearances in major film franchises including the transformers franchise as well as numerous magazines such as Maxim, Rolling Stone, and FHM. Okay. She was born uh, May 16, 1986. She's 35 years old. She was born in Oak Ridge, Tennessee, a very conservative state there. Yeah. Ne her net worth is $8 million. $8 million. Uh, that's her celebrity net worth. Yeah. Her height, 5'4". Um, her spouse, her, well, then spouse, Brian Austin Green. So she's uh, divorced. She's divorced now. Uh, she was married only 10 years, 2010 to 2020. Uh, now she's uh, engaged to her partner, which is Machine Gun Kelly. He's a musician. Uh, mm -hmm. He's an American rapper, singer, yeah. songwriter, and actor. I think the worst music yeah. on planet Earth is rap. It is just awful. Yeah, But right. that's besides the point. He's a Cleveland-based rapper and an actor who crosses over into the world of pop and rock. He's 32 years old. He's a big dude, 6'4". His uh, girlfriend, his partner is Megan Fox. He started dating this year. He's got a child probably from some, uh, you know, fornicating relationship. It doesn't say he's divorced. He's got a child. He's been, uh, mm -hmm. and again, his genre is pop rock, rap, hardcore rap, uh, and contemporary rap. So uh, let's talk about what's going on here with yeah, Megan Yeah, let's Ke talk Megan about Fox. Megan Kelly. Okay, Megan, Megan Fox. Megan, Megan Fox. Fox, yeah. Megan Fox, she admitted to drinking Machine Gun Kelly's blood during an interview with Glamour, which was published April 26th. That's a magazine. Right. Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox made the headlines when their engagement was announced on Instagram and captioned with the message, quote, just as in every lifetime before this one and as in every lifetime that will follow it, I said yes, and then we drank each other's blood. Look, here's something key what she yes. just said right there. She's also, I just caught this, she's a, she's a reincarnationist. Right. Just she believes every... in Oriental reincarnation. Look yeah. at what she just said yeah. in the first sentence. Mm -hmm. Just as in every lifetime before this one, she's a reincarnationist. as in every lifetime that will follow it. So she thinks she's going to be she's here She's so lost, poor yes. girl. Let's continue. Yes. Oh, yeah, and then she said, we drank each other's blood. They yeah, they drank each other's blood. You know what? It's, it's sad. He's a man. He should be taking her... To, to mass so she can have 
the true blood. The true, true blood, the blood of yeah, Jesus. Jesus. He should right. be leading her to heaven and holiness. That's right, and, and he's, he's not, not doing that. He's, he's leading her to damnation. Yeah. Yeah. So the article says. So it continues. Yeah. So I guess to drink, she says, this is her. Yeah. So I guess, so I guess to drink each other's blood might mislead people or people are imagining us with goblets and we're like Game of Thrones drinking each other's blood. Fox said when asked if she actually drinks the blood of her boyfriend, according to Glamour, it's just a few drops. But yes, we do consume each other's blood on occasion for ritual purposes only what does that mean she just gave us a key there it's satanic Sa- ritual yep. yeah, I, just satanic talk, I just talked to the guys from liber crystal the professors yes uh kyle clement and dr dan schneider and they say that one of the satanic rituals which is classic satanism is is uh, amongst the members is they drink each other's blood. blood wow now she gave us half the answer she says oh yeah i do this for ritual purposes she didn't insert satanic ritual purposes yep. i'll tell you why because witchcraft, it's like cool. It's like, it's normal. It's because of the Harry mm-hmm. Potter series. Yeah. People say, oh, I'm a witch. But it's still not really cool to say you're a Satanist. It's still kind of underground. It's mm-hmm. becoming more mainstream because yes. of the Temple of Satan. Yes. Be- because they're aligning themselves with the Democrat Party. But she still doesn't pull the trigger and yes, say she's she a Satanist. She just says, ah, it's for ritual purposes. By the way, Game of Thrones. Well, that's the way liberals are. Yeah. You know, they want to blur the lines. Yeah. Yeah, by the way, Game of Thrones, in case you're wondering, I, mm-hmm. I take a, I've never watched it before, so I watched a little two-minute clip on, on the internet last night. Mm-hmm. It's an American fantasy drama television where nine noble families mm-hmm. fight for control over the mythical land of Westeros. There's a lot of action, there's a lot of drama, there's dragons, there's zombies, there's a lot of wars and killing, and there's, of course, gratuitous sex, and, of course, surprise, surprise, women are objectified. Yes, what else always. does the interview say with, with so, Megan Fox? Yeah, so the, during the interview, Fox, Megan Fox discussed her affinity for reading tarot cards She's an and occultist. her interest in astrology. She's an occultist. Then went on to say, quote, I do rituals on new moons and full moons and all these things. And so when I do it, it's a passage or it is used for a reason. Rite of passage. In right. other words, it's, a, it's it's like a ritual. Yep. A rite of passage. Again, this is yep. another key that do. she's involved in the occult. She continues, and it is controlled where it's like, let's shed a few drops of blood and each drink it. Hmm. Yeah. Fox proceeded to discuss Baker's role in the blood drinking ritual. This is her boyfriend. Her boy, boy, yeah. Machine gun. Machine gun Kelly. Yeah. Is that his name? Yeah, Baker. <laughs> He's much... He's, she says, he's much more haphazard and hectic and chaotic, where he's willing to just cut his chest open with broken glass and be like, take my soul, she's, she said, Fox, according to Glamour. There's wow. A, there's another article there. That yeah, I, that, I, he's, I, what she's saying is that, yeah, that she's give, he's giving his soul to Satan. Yeah, we'll get into the theology of that right yeah, now. That, there's another article that talks about Megan Fox. She opens up about doing... Hallucinogen, hallucinogenic tea. Mm-hmm. And then she went to Costa Rica to this famous place where people go to these mountains to practice ritual vomiting. Mm-hmm. They, they eat something and there's this ritual vomiting. It's, uh, mm-hmm. I, I'll look more into that. I'm not sure exactly what it is. Wow. But Fox and Baker have been dating since 2020 and have repeatedly put, put on shows of public affection during their time in the spotlight. You know, I'll notice one thing about secular humanists. They're always trying to show their nudity or their, yes. their their passion. 
that's something. I mean, I've been married to my wife almost 40 years. In public, I, I show no real public affection because I don't think it's proper. I don't think it's it's becoming of a husband and of a wife to be. I think passionate, passionate affection. I think that's what you're. Yeah, what I'm talking about with they, oh, what, oh, they, with what the, they do, what they do, yes, Hollywood actors yes, and stuff. Yes. It's just mm. over the top in the in, yes. in, in, in public. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, that's that's why God has given us the wedding bed and the in the bedroom, and there are just certain things where intimacy is supposed to be happen uh, in a God ordained place, not in public like these actors do all the time. Another thing about Megan Fox, she's shared pictures from GQ photo shoots as she holds a gun to her boyfriend's groin in one image on her Instagram profile with the caption. Here's what she wrote on Instagram. Again, wrote, showing that yeah. she's an occultist. Go, yeah. What does she say? She says, The tale of two outcasts and a star-crossed lovers caught in the throes of a torrid. Solar flare of a romance featuring feverish obsession, hmm. guns, addiction, shamans, lots of blood, general mayhem, therapy, tantric night terrors, binding rituals, chakra south bath, sound baths, psychedelic, psychedelic hallucinations, organic smoothies, and the kind of sex that would make Lucifer clench, clutch his rosary. The only blood, let's just be clear here, we're not vampires. The only blood that we should be drinking is the blood, blood of Jesus, Jesus in the Holy Eucharist. Eucharist. And you receive the blood of Jesus in the Holy, Eucharist. in the sacred host, yes. or in the chalice, if you're a priest or a deacon, right. and you can receive in that modality. But the Bible is very clear, and this is something that hopefully Megan Fox and her boyfriend, Machine Gun yeah, Kelly, yeah. they learned this before they yeah. die. In and John chapter 6, yeah. verse 53, mm-hmm. and Jesus says what? Yeah. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Mm-hmm. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and I in him. You get to heaven by eating and drinking the blood of Jesus, Jesus. not not uh, Machine Gun Kelly or worthily, worthily, which means in a state of grace. grace. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. but this is just this is just sad. But this yep. is not anything that surprises us. You know, it's got gotten yeah. so popular. To Satanism be, and witchcraft. Satan and witchcraft to be an occultist and look at me and we do this and you know it's 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 just it's heartbreaking. There's a lot of people that are on their way to hell yeah. if they continue doing this. Yeah. And They're as, on, like them. Yeah, right. And us Catholics, what we need to do, this has been exposed. We have to let people know this is not of God. And what's worse is that they have a lot of influence because of young people. Yes, they're they, handsome and good looking. Absolutely. They're very so influential. A, even a lot of young Catholics are like, wow, yeah. what's Megan Fox doing today? Wow. Right. What's Why Kim she... Kardashian doing? Because right. it's superficial. It they, is superficial. They're, they're all dolled up. And these guys are all you know buffed up and roided out and looked all, you know, they're, all, they're yeah. makeup. Well, of course, they're going to look their best. Yeah. Doing a shoot, you know, a, a picture shoot. That's what I mean. Yeah. A shoot. They're they're going to always look their best. I mean, we do that when we go, you yeah. know, we're going to take pictures as a family. or, But but once they leave the limelight and they go into their homes, I know, I'm sure they're not very happy people. No, and no if because, not, because look at everything not very, they're doing. They're yeah, searching they're do- for God. Yes, they they're are. And happiness. they're looking for God in all the wrong places. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you what's sad about this. Again, I've said it many times. There's only two yep. teams on planet Earth, according to the Bible. Right. You've got the, the sons of Satan and the sons of God. 
And right now, objectively speaking, Megan yep. Fox and Machine Gun Kelly are sons of Satan. Yep, they Let's are. Let's pray a Hail Mary for them in yes, the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Hail Mary, full, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, Father Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. By the way, a good blood of yes. Jesus prayer for you to pray is uh, Diana McChristy. Yeah. A good prayer to add to your that repertoire is, every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and especially after communion. That's, especially. We pray. That's, a, that's a, you're calling the blood of Jesus upon you, not the blood of Megan right. Fox or Bashinga And we're here for a holy pause, Our Lady, the one we're honoring this month. Yep. Hey, how do you convert an unconverted wife? Let's talk about that. Yeah, let's talk about that. Ooh, stay tuned. We are back, Jesus 911. Yep. If I could talk to Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox, I would just tell them very simple. Repent and believe in the gospel. You're jumping over the trap door of hell. You're looking for Jesus, but you're looking for him in all the wrong places. places. And you're tracking. You want blood. You need the blood of Jesus for eternal life. Right. You have a lot of impediments. Both Mm -hmm. of you need to uh, take care of your matrimonial impediments. Get married inside Mm -hmm. the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. Remain chaste before you come together. Uh, uh, and become practicing Catholic Christians, renounce Hollywood, yeah. renounce the darkness, renounce everything you're doing, and save yeah. your soul. Because, again, she's a reincarnationist. She's going to be very surprised when she comes at the end of her life to see that there is a, a person yes. called God and that she's a sinner and she's going to be in need of a, of a Savior and she's not going to have one at that moment. Well, I hope she listened to this show so she yeah. can... You know, there can yeah. be some conversion, and I wonder if she's—I yeah. wonder if she's even a, a baptized Christian. Yeah. So that's another thing. That's another impediment. I mean, if you're not a baptized Christian, no wonder you're—you're—you're you're, 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 you're a pagan. Yeah, you're involved in the you're, cult. She's right. involved in everything. Reincarnation, right. Satanism, oh, yeah, witchcraft. Just from the words she says, she's yes. involved in everything. She's, yes. She's looking. She's searching. Mm-hmm. She's not happy. Yeah. She's, she's curious. Yeah. She's an, uh, an Eve. Yeah. She's what uh, you know. She's a seeker. <laughs> But yep. she hasn't found the truth yet. No, right. And the truth is Jesus Christ. Right, absolutely. By the way, on uh, uh, January 3rd, March 11th of this year, we did a show called My Husband is Unconverted. Mm-hmm. What should I do? So we did that uh, 3-11-22. You can look it up on on, on our one of the prior uh, podcasts that's right. archived yeah. on, on VMPR. It's and called My Husband is unconverted. unconverted. What should I do? We went long on that because that's a huge problem. Yes, it is. We're going to talk now about what? But we're going to talk about my, for the men. My wife is unconverted. Wow. Okay. I know. That, some, that's not as big as a problem. No, it's not. It's not. No, absolutely not. The other not. one's a bigger one. Yeah, it's a bigger problem. Um, men are more unconverted than women. And that's why they say that um, there's going to be more women in heaven than there will be men. Just look at any dictionary of saints. Yeah, right, right. It's going to be lopsided. But, of course, we don't want that. So that's what we're here. That's what Jesus 911 is here. That's right. To help men. Somebody emailed us this question. What did she actually write? What did she write? Yeah, okay. She said, no, the The, the man, the husband husband wrote. He said, my wife is unconverted. I am praying the Zillion Christian Arm prayers every night. Good job. 
What else should I be doing? That's okay. his question. We're going to answer his question. Yeah, we're going to answer his question. First of all, uh, thanks for contacting us. Yes. Your faith, my brother in Christ, your penance and your prayers have a lot of power and merit because of your office, office, office as husband and father. Yes. You are the St. Joseph of your house and demons recognize your authority as head of house. However, my wife mentioned it in the last mm -hmm. segment, you must live a clean life, a well-ordered life. Mm -hmm. We call that in Catholicism living in a state of grace. Yes. Why? So that your prayers may be heard and so that your prayers may have merit. Mm -hmm. Because a husband with an unconverted wife should have a serious prayer life, should receive the sacraments as often as possible, every Sunday to be sure, and offer masses for her conversion. Personally, if I had an unconverted wife, which I don't, but I would offer a year of holy masses. There's many religious orders that do that. I would offer a year of holy masses for her. Again, there's dozens of Catholic religious orders that offer mm -hmm. this service. Just yeah. go online. Uh, to my brother in Christ, I would say to you, the holier you are, the more powerful your intercessory prayers will be. That's found in James chapter 5, verse 16. In mm -hmm. fact, it says that Elijah was so powerful that he, mm -hmm. his prayers stopped it from raining, I think, for three and a half years. Talk about prayer yeah. power. Yeah, and that's where you men need to persevere and just hope and, and lead, lead your wife. Even there's some, if there's some resistance, you need to lead your wife. So um, there, there's a, a demon in the book of Tobit assigned to attack marriages. And that, this is what's happening. When you have an unconverted wife, it's, it's the demon that attacks mar marriages. His name is Asmodeus, who we reject, rebuke, rebuke and, and renounce in Jesus' name. name. Evil, Evil spirit, go to, to the foot, foot of the cross that our Lord Jesus Christ may do with you as he wills. Holy Mother, Mother, Mother of God, Crush this infernal spirit under your, your immaculate feet. Amen. That's what we got to do when we mention that demon's name. Yeah. yeah. So in Matthew uh, chapter 17, verse 20, it says, Our Lord says, yeah. Yeah, our Lord says, but this kind of demon is not cast out by prayer and fasting, but by, but by. But by prayer and fasting. So Satan's tactic is to divide and conquer your marriage and your family. You know, always remember that. Our Catholic Christian tactic is to unite our marriage and family through prayer, right? Absolutely. Um, what, what do you What do you do? You got to start fasting for your wife. Yeah. You got try it on Wednesdays and Fridays, or at least try it on Fridays at least. Try one day, and then you can add other days. You must. That's a tradition, Wednesdays and Fridays. Yes. But if you could do at least one day, uh, you must do this. It's not an option for your marriage. Uh, it, your marriage is under diabolical attack. So those of you that are having this issue, you need to re... re pray and fast, what yeah, Jesus said. Pray, pray reorder and your, your prayer life. And uh, and you know, this is going to make you holier. Yes, that's, that's it's, the, yeah. It's going to make you holier. Remember, it's reciprocal. When you pray for others, you're going to receive the graces. Yeah. Here's something else. Pray that... Pray... I'm going to give you a couple of prayers that mm -hmm. you should pray... At your bedside, I'm talking to you, my brother in Christ, mm -hmm. on your knees every night. Yeah. Why? Your bed is where your, this is your altar. Your altar where the two become one. That's the mm -hmm. Genesis 2.24. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where did the two become one? 
in the marital bed. Yes. You'll see that in ornate Catholic churches, there's Mm -hmm. a thing called the baldacchino. Yeah. It's a canopy placed over an altar. Why? Because the altar is the bed. And it's beautiful. This is where where the nuptial union between the communicant Mm -hmm. and Christ happens. Yes. It uh, the can the or the baldacchino had its beginnings as a cloth canopy mm-hmm. above beds and also for processional canopies used in formal state ceremonies such as coronations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So the, the the church takes marriage as a symbol of Christ and the church. Saint Thomas Aquinas makes a distinction between a marriage that is merely ratified at the altar and a marriage that is ratified and consummated. When the husband and wife become two in one flesh, a marriage ratified at the altar and consummated in the marital act symbolizes the union of Christ and the church. And you can find that in, in Bishop Sheen's uh, book, uh, How Marriage is a Symbol of the nup- Nuptials of Christ and the Church. So he says some really good books. Yeah, by the way, on most people don't realize this, that if you, again, you ratify the marriage at the vows... Mm-hmm. But if you go home and don't consummate the marriage in the yep. wedding bed, the person can go to the diocese yep. the next day and get an annulment. Yep. Because mm-hmm. the sacrament is completed yeah. with the consummation. So you can go to the diocese and say, my husband or my wife did not yeah. want to consummate yeah. the marriage. We married last night. Mm-hmm. The church would grant you mm-hmm. an annulment. This is how serious this is. is. And you know, it's funny. Um, I never heard of this. I mean, I've heard of it, but what I meant is I've never had anyone share with me that this has happened to them, and now they're not together. They're they're divorced. Yeah, somebody shared. She that shared. With she shared this with me. They didn't consummate. We didn't consummate the marriage. And I said what, and uh, so now it didn't last. It didn't last. It fell apart. Yeah, it fell apart. Ten years later. What else does the Bible tell us about marriage? Yeah, see the the Bible the, the Holy Bible says, "quote Let marriage be held in honor among all." And let the marriage bed be undefiled. That's you can find that in Hebrews thirteen, thirteen four. And what does that mean? That means your wedding bed is only is holy because it's the altar for the marital embrace where the two give each other in total self donation and life giving love. I'm gonna be honest with you about something. The wedding bed. During intimacy, either God is becoming present or Satan is becoming present. Right, It depends what happens in that bed. I'm going to just be honest with you. God becomes present or Satan becomes present depending upon the clean or unclean acts happening in that bed. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to go. Yeah. But there's a a couple of prayers that you should be praying for your wife every day. And here's one. Yeah, you pray this. For you men. Yeah, Yeah, for you men. In the name of Jesus Christ and by the power given to me by God the Father Almighty through natural law, I bind any demon, uh, uh, any demon afflicting my wife, any demon present to her known to my angel, her angel, St. Michael or the Blessed Virgin Mary. I bind any demon manipulating images in her memory or imagination. I bind any demon attempting to disorder her appetites. Specifically, I bind any demons of rebellion, addiction, and disorders of any kind. I bind any demons exploiting any emotional or psychological wounds she may have. I pray that you grant my wife the grace to ascend to the truths of the Roman Catholic faith. I pray that my wife receive the grace to hunger and thirst for the Holy Eucharist. Yes. I pray that she desire purity of mind, body, and soul. Yes. I pray that the light of Christ be upon her so that she sees herself as the Heavenly Father sees her and that I see her as the Heavenly Father sees her. By the authority as head of household granted to me by God the Father Almighty, through the natural law and divine positive law, I place the crown of thorns saturated in the precious blood of Jesus upon the head of any demon who dares to affect my wife 
any demon present to her, any lying spirits, any spirits of rebellion or addiction, any demons of any kind who try to afflict her, I place a crown of thorns upon your head the entire time you tried to afflict her. Yeah. Here's another short the holy briar. That's what that's called, the Holy that's a, that's a Tuesday prayer. Yeah, Tuesday and the Exilium Christianorum. Here's another small prayer you can yeah. pray for your wife. I bless my wife in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, Mother Mary Most Holy, please hold my wife in the mantle Anita in the mantle of your motherly protection and cover Anita with the veil of your holiness. Virgin Most Powerful, pray for and protect her. Saint Joseph Terabedimus, pray for and protect her and cover her with the cloak of your fatherly protection. Amen. What well, these prayers are, by the way, are right. Po- this, and I don't know if you notice, he touched my head. Why? Yeah. Because Jesse has authority over me. Yeah, it's just, it's called headship. Headship. And by the way, yeah. uh, these the, these the prayers, office. this prayers is are posted on our blog it's on today's Friday's blog. Look at today's blog, JesseRomero.com. Mm-hmm. If you want, hey, what are those four prayers that I should pray as a man for my unconverted wife? They will be blo- They're blogged uh, yes. today, Friday. So just take a look at the blog. Yep. Yeah. Oh. The one we are honoring this month is yes. giving us a holy pause. The cause of our joy. Mother our Lady of our Guadalupe. Pray for us. What up, We'll continue talking yeah, continue. about my, my wife is unconverted. What do I do? <laughs> we got the solution. Or actually, we don't. The church does. The church does. The yeah. church does. See you in the next segment. TGIF, thank God I'm forgiven. Thank God. Amen. Yes. Thank God I'm Catholic. TGIC, thank God I'm Catholic. And you're listening to Justin and Anita in Jesus 911. I wonder if we introduced ourselves. No, we didn't. The the topics that we're talking about this is you know it's not, it's not as big as the one we did on on on, on it, the it other was two. on three eleven twenty two. My husband's unconverted. Help! That was long, long the whole yeah. show. This one's shorter. My uh, my wife is unconverted. This one is my wife is unconverted. Help! Help! Yeah. So yeah, and, and there's a prayer that um, Father Ripiger wrote. It's. Um, it has the the flair of our ladies, our it, blessed yeah. mother. Yeah, the prayer is actually called the commission of the care of the soul and body for one other person. So that's important. Here's another prayer that you'd pray for your wife. It goes yes. like this: Into thy hands, Mary, I commend the body and soul of Anita. I ask you to provide for Anita and to protect her. I ask you to protect her from the evil one. I ask thee enlighten her mind, strengthen her will. And refrain her appetites by grace, Our Lady and St. Michael. Call down from heaven the legions of angels under your command to protect Anita. I ask of you all things. I ask of his, of her guardian angel, guardian angel of my wife, under thy intellectual and volitional protection, I place my wife's body. I ask you to illumine her mind and refrain her appetites. I ask you to strengthen her cogitative power, her memory, her imagination. Help Anita to remember the things she should and not remember the things she should not help Anita to associate the things she should not uh, she should not do uh, associate and the things that she should give her good clear images in her imagination. I ask you to drive away all demons that might affect my wife while she sleeps or throughout the course of the day. Help her to sleep, and if thou deem it prudent, direct her dreams. Help her to arise refreshed. Amen. 
Amen. Wow, that was beautiful. Um, you can feel the power of those prayers uh, when your husband does that, you know, prays over you. And uh, it's just something that I encourage you all men to do with your wife. Pray over them every night before you go to bed, before you say good night. Here's another prayer we can pray together, Anita. It's yes. St. Raphael prayer Perfect. for troubled marriages. marriages. Yes. We'll pray this together. Yep. Let's say let's say our prayer our, our marriage is troubled. Okay. Yep. So pray this together. Right. Now, if the spouse doesn't want to pray with it, you have to do it. You've got to grind yeah. it out, guys. Yep. Smash mouth Catholicism. Absolutely. Here let's it goes. Do that. Oh, well, glorious Saint Raphael, Raphael Archangel of Healing, intercede for our marriage today. Bring our marriage the same heavenly gifts you brought to Tobias and Sarah, the celestial graces of healing, deliverance, and marital unity. Infuse into our hearts the peace and confidence that nothing is impossible with God concerning the renewal of our marriage. Rekindle in our marriage new forgiveness, new humility, new grace, new peace, new purity, new trust, and new love. O Saint Raphael, one of the seven who stand before the throne of God, intercede to the merciful Father for the, Father, for the miracle of peace and reconciliation in our marriage through the infinite merits of our Lord Jesus Christ and the consoling power of the Holy Spirit. O blessed Raphael, guide us on the pathway of marital peace and unity. Most loving Archangel of Healing, I believe in you, I trust in you, and I thank you. Amen. And here's the prayer. That's that, a beautiful prayer. And it, I like that it says, guide us on the pathway of marital peace and unity. Right. Because remember, that's what, what St. Raphael did. He with was Tobias and Sarah. With Tobias and Sarah. He was guiding them. As, and he guided uh, Tobias to Sarah. You know, the pathway to the journey to his future wife. That's right. Here's another prayer that you as husbands, again, the topic is, my wife is unconverted. Help! Mm -hmm. You should also be praying for yourself. Yes, and here's absolutely. A, here's an old, beautiful prayer. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, pray for nothing. yourself. You need God's grace to fight this. Mm -hmm. Here's a prayer that I'll pray for myself. It's a husband's prayer. This says, Maker and preserver of heaven and earth, who in the beginning instituted matrimony, thereby foreshadowing the mystical union of the church with our Savior Jesus Christ, who in the time of his ministry upon earth did honor marriage with his first miracle. I pray that thou enable me by thy grace to live in holiness and purity with the wife whom thou hast given me. Mortify in me all violence and earthly passion, all selfishness and inconsiderateness, that I may love her as Christ loved his church, cherish and comfort her as my own body, and have as great care for her happiness as for my own. Grant that we may live in peace, without contention and unity, without discord. Give us, O Lord, discreet hearts and understanding minds to bring up our children in thy faith and fear, that they may be obedient to thee and to thy commandments, and to all that thou requires of them in duty towards their parents. And give us, O Lord, a competency of estate to maintain ourselves and our family according to that rank and calling wherein thou hast placed us, without excess or vainglory, in singleness and pureness of heart, grant this for Jesus' sake, to whom, to whom with thee and the Holy Spirit be all honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. Wow, that's beautiful. That is beautiful. Thank you for sharing that, my love. And uh, yeah, the next, a husband's prescription for an unconverted wife. What is that? Uh, old school. Yeah, old school. Praying the divine mercy every day for your wife at 3 p.m., preferably. You know, preferably. And if you know, if it's three o'clock and you can't, you know, say, Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust three in you. Times. Jesus, I trust in you. Do three arrow prayers. There you go. Just three arrow prayers. 
and uh, then maybe later on during the day or at night or, you know, before you go to bed or sometime on your way home from work, mm-hmm. pray the divine mercy. Mm-hmm. So our Lord Jesus Christ told uh, Sister Faustina, she said, quote, if you say this prayer, the divine mercy prayer, that's what we're talking about, with a contrite heart and with faith, on behalf of some sinner, I will give that soul the grace of conversion. Wow. There's if no better promise than that. Yeah, contrition. If you just really, I want to pray for them, Lord. And um, yeah, and you want they'll give the grace of conversion. Mm. And you got to persevere. Don't think, oh, I did it already. I've done it for a month and there's nothing happening. No, this is who you married and this is your cross. Okay, this is, this person is going to make you holy. holy. This person yeah. in your life, the most per- important person in your life here on earth, is going to make you holy. So we just persevere. Also, pray the rosary every day for your husband. Oh, that's her husband. Or for your wife. For your wife. For your wife, yeah. 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 Pray for your wife. We're talking about husbands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have unconverted wives. Yeah, so pray for your wife so that your prayers can merit for, for her the grace of conversion. So Our Lady always says in, in promise number 11, so that's in November, of the 15 promises of the rosary, you shall obtain all you ask of me by the recitation of the rosary. It's important that you pray the rosary every day, especially for your troubled marriages. Uh, if you live in the state of grace, obviously hu- husbands there, you are personally protected from the diabolical. Your tears, any pain and suffering uh, f- um, that you that ma- that you might have uh, is meant to pu- purify you and make you a saint. Okay, so that's what we're we're in the we're in the process of we're in of, of uh, saints in the making. Yeah, we're saints in the making. Or saints under construction. Uh, or saints under construction. Yeah, <laughs> whatever you want to. God, yeah, we're we're still a work in progress. Yeah, right. So your prayers become more efficacious as you become holier. So just remember that as you become holier, and your role is to pray, to do penance. Remember, we we talked about penance is you fasting uh, and suffer for the conversion of your spouse and just offer those That's right in the Bible, by yeah. the way. You know, my wife is not rejecting 7, prayer right now. Lord, I, I'm sorry, I'm going to offer it up for you. Yeah. That's what you do. And how about adding a weekly holy hour in front of the Blessed Sacrament to merit the grace of conversion for your wife? That is so important. People don't think... I mean, don't make the time. It's only one hour a week. Yeah, we live in such evil times. I think yes. it's, almost, it's almost a requirement for Catholics right yes. now. Yes. And, you know, Jesse and I, we go, we have ours at 12 midnight on Monday on Monday night into Tuesday. And it's 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 a grind. Yeah. It's a grind because, you know, we wake up, okay. My pillow's soft. Yeah, our pillow's soft and we're comfortable. We're, starting, we're in a deep sleep and then, bam, we wake up and. Let them go. Yeah, it's time to go. It's it's Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth Catholicism. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. By the way, if your wife is lukewarm and unconverted and her her soul's in danger, you're called to be a Saint Dismas, the good thief on the cross. You must embrace your cross and prayerfully mm-hmm. unite your prayers to Christ, mm-hmm. as it says in Colossians one twenty four. Uh, unite your prayers to Christ for her. Mm-hmm. I repeat, pray the Holy Rosary and the Chaplet of the, of the Divine Mercy every day for her conversion. Uh, fast and do penance for her, so that she can merit the grace of con- so that you can merit the grace of conversion for her, mm-hmm. and she may one day fall in love with Jesus Christ and become that holy wife of your home that God always intended for her to be. 
Yeah, yeah. It's in, and you know, it, it, you want to go into scripture, and there's the, the story we've always mentioned. We call ourselves Tobias and Sarah, yeah. but I'm not because that's who we are. Powerful story, it, right? It's a powerful story, and you know, we'd like to be them, mm. and it just that they just that story just puts us in check as far as our praying before we go to bed. You know, mm. that's why we love this story. So you need to read that. It's Tobias and Sarah, chapter 3 and, and 8 in the that, book of that's Tobit. That's the meat of it right there. Yeah, that's the meat. Book of Tobit. So this couple, they pray together on their wedding night, and the demon who was vexing Sarah, because, you know, Sarah was afflicted, uh, it was lifted never to return to her again. Why? Because Tobit took on his role as as the as the patriarch of the family and they prayed and the demon fled so the demons the demon yielded to Tobias authority and prayers as a protector and the head of the family so here's uh, something else that, yeah. we, that we do every night oh yeah every yeah before we, we, before we go to bed we pray the Zillion Christian Orm prayers every evening for our protection and you need to do that for your wife's protection and ask her Ask her, don't stop asking her. You continue asking her, let's pray together. Let's pray these prayers together. You need to just insist, but if she doesn't, you pray them. You, on yeah. you, can, you do not stop because she will eventually come around, I believe. Yeah, because of your authority and your headship and, and your right. holiness. And hopefully. your holiness, yeah. and she's going to see that, and she's going to say, yeah. wow, you know, I really have a good husband. And uh, that's just something that uh, you want you want to get to that point. So that's the point of conversion. If she realizes what a whole and she's blessed to have him. How many men are gonna be like you? Oh my God! Yeah, God yes. is, God allows all this to happen to make you holier men and to save her soul and make her holy as well. Yep. All this happens for a salvific purpose. This is all in God's plan. Hey, did I hear the music? Yeah, we are are done and we I want to wish all the mothers out there a most blessed mother's day enjoy your family enjoy your kids what a blessing it is to be able to have a child and be called a mother yes that's the ultimate and mother mary pray for us as we go off into us. the weekend yes god bless you keep the faith we love you <laughs>